Welcome back to the pod. Welcome back. <laughs> As always, we're late. Um, hi, Anna. How are you doing? Hi, Ollie. I'm good. You can see that my background, well, only you can see, no one else can see uh, uh, my background, that it's different because I just moved into a new you place. Woo, exciting. Super exciting. Um, I you love had this no place. power? I thought that was illegal. I thought they couldn't cut your power. Uh, they they turned it on, um, but I, I've had no internet for a couple of days, so oh, I've okay, been hotspotting myself for like three days now so my poor phone is just like freaking out i'm i'm using so much electricity on this little phone it feels like i'm it's like i'm mining for bitcoin through my <laughs> through iPhone your iphone 10 yeah that's cool what are you gonna put up on the walls you have to decide on decor so i'm gonna ask you a question that's very important sure what's up bead curtains yes bead or no? curtains <laughs> It's tricky because like they can be done tastefully. I just mm-hmm. feel like a lot of times they aren't done tastefully. I definitely think it's, 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 a, and I think in New York, you'll definitely be able to find cool bead curtains. But again, I trust your taste too. So like, oh. I'm, I'm interested to see like, but that, that's not like a wall decor though. What are you going to put on the walls? Walls already have some stuff. I've been looking at, um, okay, so I get really beautiful light in my room and also in this apartment. So I was thinking of getting a disco ball and hanging it in the window so that little bits of light. That's a brilliant like... idea. That's so such a good idea. They have disco balls that are also planters. So it's like a cutout. It's like half a disco ball and then you can put your plant what? in it. That's so good. You have to do that. Yeah, it's in my like Amazon. Like a spider plant, plant that kind of like yeah. grows over it. That would be so cool. Damn. Wow. Very exciting. I'm very excited to see the new place. Uh, I might be in New York uh, in the fall. So we'll see you then. Um, How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Not much going on. There's a new skate park right next to my office. So that's all I've been doing. Um, And I've also been watching a fuck ton of movies because uh, just tons of people are like, oh yeah, you want to hang out and watch this or hang out and watch this? And by accident, I watched a movie every day last week. So I have tons what? of recommendations later this week. Later in the a episode. new movie every day last week. Well, new to me, not new to the world. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah movies yeah. I have m- movies that I put off seeing and that I'm really excited that I saw. And we'll talk about this later in the episode. But first, let's just jump right in to what might be the most hyped movie of this year. Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, we're not going to talk about spoil before we even say what the movie is. We're, this is too fresh. We're not going to spoil this film, but it is too exciting to not talk about. So, we are discussing uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, as we kind of hinted at last episode. Um, this is uh, his third film, Get Out, Us, and Now Nope. Uh, and yeah, do you want me to start off with the the synopsis real quick, or yeah, yeah bring us in. So this film is like possibly in the same universe as the other ones. They all have very mm. similar tones. They're shot the same way. Obviously, it's the same direction and the same. I don't know if it's entirely the same team, but it's clearly they're all like very. Uh, they all are, are deeply drawn from uh, Jordan Peele's own inspiration and his own writing. Yeah. Um, 
it, the main lead is uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who was the lead in Get Out, and I think is one of the best actors in Hollywood. Amazing. Yeah. Come at me. Like, he is so good. <laughs> and I think that his range is best displayed in this film. Um, okay, interesting, because his character is very stoic, so I'd love very to hear stoic more about that. It, it's, yeah. it's a very different character than what you saw in Get Out uh, and in a lot of his other roles. I think he's he's really, like... At an, at another on another level in this film but anyway yeah. so he and his sister played by kiki palmer who's also great uh mm-hmm. are the two descendants of or, or the inheritors of this uh black family owned uh horse ranch that uh the legend is that they are the descendants of the man who was in the first ever like f- film ever in hollywood it was this footage yes. of a black man on a horse and that's a real, um, a real clip. It's like a quick little, like, like a couple seconds, it's like right? A GIF. It's like a GIF almost. Uh, but that was like the first ever like thing film in Hollywood. There was obviously films being done in Europe as well at the time, but this is like the the big, ho- the first ever Hollywood film, if you want to call it that. And uh, to this day, we don't know who that black man was. We know who filmed it. We know where it was filmed. We know a lot about this clip, but we don't know who that man was. And that is kind of like what the whole film is based around this idea that like um, from the beginning of Hollywood, like time, black culture has been an integral part of Hollywood and cinema Mm -hmm. and American cinema. And so this film follows this, these two uh, siblings who inherit this ranch uh, and their dad dies uh, very early in the movie. That's in the trailer. Uh, and so they inherit this ranch and they notice there's like weird stuff going on. Like mm-hmm. there's weird phenomena happening and they think, Ooh, maybe this is like a UFO. So let's get some cameras and let's try filming. And, uh, there's a rival, like the next lot over is owned by, um, Ricky, who's played by Steven Yoon, uh, mm-hmm. who's also awesome. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, and he is, a child actor, very successful child actor who went through a lot of trauma. I'm not going to get too much into that, but there's a side story where he was on set for a very popular TV show uh, where something really bad happened. Um, mm-hmm. a, a, an accident happened. And so he's, you know, later in life, he's an adult now. He's very rich and he owns a like a touristy, you know, tourist trap ranch. Uh, and he also notices that there's something sus going on. So he's trying to capitalize on the sus phenomena while Mm. uh, these two siblings are trying to just expose it and get their own, you know, five seconds of fame by recording it. But it's more just like they, they, uh, they want to figure out what's going on. So yeah. And and from there, anything we talk about in this film is spoilers because the trailers purposefully uh, are very uh, shallow in what they show. They're fantastic at not giving anything away. Like Perfect. you, even if you watched all the trailer, like both trailers or whatever, you would not know what uh-huh. was going and, on. And like whatever your expectations are for this film going in, I'm pretty sure they were shattered. That's the the general consensus I'm getting from yeah. a lot of people on the internet. So yeah, so that's that. That's no. Um, I highly recommend you go see it because this synopsis didn't really mean much. But anyway, let's just jump right into what we like about this movie. Anna, you want to start us off? Yeah, totally. So I was thinking about what to say 
because this is a really good movie. It's got a, gotten a lot of critical success. Obviously, Jordan Peele's like a famous director at this point. Um, but I think what I really wanted to do was go back to our roots, which is just like trash movie takes. So yes. my rose is nothing like technically like the brilliance or the performances. My rose is going to be the tech guy angel yes um, so, he was so basically good. basically at one point um oj and his sister emerald go to a place called fry's electronics to get like some equipment and some gear some gear and um they meet brandon perea who plays angel torres um he's kind of like to the untrained eye he's kind of like a dominic fike look-alike like if you watched euphoria i literally had to lean in and be like is that dominic fike because he's got the the bleach tips um and he's a wonderful addition to the cast he's kind of just like a side character that doesn't do that much he's kind of borderline on like cringe and useless but also he adds some like heart to the movie um, I thought he was really funny and I thought he complimented. I thought they made a nice trio of, of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah totally. I was going to bring up as a bonus pro uh, his character. Cause I think it was a good, it was a good comic comic relief, but also good. Um, his character really compliments the, the, like you said, it makes like a good trio that team. And it's, Um, he's hilarious because like after there's an event where something really, really terrible happens at the farm. And so OJ and Emerald come back to this guy's apartment with him. And it's basically like a studio apartment where he's playing like, he's playing like League of Legends on his computer. No, he's mining Bitcoin. He's he's mining Bitcoin in the background. He's got like tons of graphics cards, like graph, you know, in a machine. And you just see Emerald and Otis like so traumatized in the corner while this guy's doing like a VR headset. And like eating Cheetos on his couch. And it's so funny. And Brandon Perea actually said that originally this character was supposed to be very surface level, was supposed to, you know, have a different fate. But he really wanted to harness the like disillusionment that retail workers are feeling right now and kind of incorporate that, which I thought was awesome. So that's my rose. Um, it's going to be tricky to talk about right. my rose, but I'm going to try and do it as spoiler free as possible maybe we towards the end we can kind of dive a little bit more into it but i like the at a more like abstract level like a more broad level i love the theme and the 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 kind of the the exterior of this film like the the role that hollywood and and like filming you, you see it in the like B plot with Steven Yeun as a kid, like the role that like movie magic plays in this film is very interesting. It kind of like, uh, it's very not obvious. It's very unpronounced. Um, but it is central to like what the movie's about. And I think it's really cool that like you can tell a story about something and have it in the background the whole time and not, it's not obvious how it's connected until oh, yeah. yes, you think yes, about it yes, later. Yes. That's really cool. And it's a, it's a, obviously Jordan Peele's movies have massive, massive amounts of subtext um, sure. to them. Yeah. And they're all saying very different things. They're all rooted in a lot of different ideas, but I think this one more than any of the other ones 
uh, like distances what's going on in the film from what it's saying. And that's really cool because it, like we talk about this a lot, it trusts the audience. It's a sci-fi film that trusts the audience yes, it does. to yes, connect the dots. Huge. And if you're not like fully invested, you won't be able to connect those dots and this won't, this won't make much sense to you. Um, so it like challenges you to dig deeper. And when you're talking about the kinds of things that Jordan Peele talks about in his films, you need to be able to dig deeper. Like he, he can't give you all the answers. And yeah, yeah, that's my, I love that part too. Yeah. Um, but cons, this is where things get interesting. Cons. Yes. So kind of pivoting to a different side character. At one point, a director named Antlers Holst comes into the cast and he's supposed to be this like big shot Hollywood director. He's actually in it from the beginning, but he comes back later in the film. Um, and it, he's played by uh, Michael Wincott. And I don't know, I thought it was really weird. I thought it was like a super flat character. They kind of just like picked the guy who auditioned to the lowest voice and was like, you got it. Like just run the lines. Um, I don't know. Like also like Antlers Holst. Like that's the most made up name. Like you might as well just call him Hans Christian Andersen or something. Hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't like the character. Didn't I, just, vibe. I yeah. They could have done more with it. And then his ending was really weird. I didn't mm -hmm. get it. Um, but he's a side character. He doesn't really come up that much. He's tolerable. So by no means it really impacts the core of the film. This kind of goes back to what I was saying in my pro is that like, there's like the story and the plot and what's going on in this film. And then there's like what it's about. And he, mm -hmm. in my brain falls into that category where he's like, he symbolizes what this movie is about more than like the actual character. He's not important to the story in the slightest. Um, True. but I agree. I think it was very like boring and kind of under, underdeveloped. He kind of like shows up out of the blue again. And you're like, oh, right. I forgot about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my con, uh, and this might be partially my fault, but I was going into this film expecting sci-fi. I wasn't necessarily expecting mm. like whether it was going to be sci-fi horror or more Afro Afrofuturism, you know? I didn't know what kind of sci-fi I was going to get, but I knew Jordan Peele was trying to do something in, in a sci-fi sphere, and I was excited for that. Yeah. However, I don't think that this movie is a sci-fi movie. I think that this it's movie like is Animal more... It's Planet. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like... I was, my pro is that it, it's, it, 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 it's subtext, and it's like... Uh, it's kind of... It's context is Hollywood, you know mass media, film, entertainment, yeah. spectacle, which is like the quote at the start of this film. It's like that, I will make you a, 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 a fool. I will make you a spectacle. Um, and like the, the kind of portrays spectacle in a negative light. Like it's, it's opportunistic, it's exploitative. And that's cool. But as a result of that, I think that a lot of the cooler sci-fi elements didn't get used to their full potential and that's all i'm going to say without spoiling oh <laughs> <laughs> the monster in this film because it's it, that i think is not a giveaway but um 
it's not really what you think it's going to be. And it kind of defies your expectations, but not in the sci-fi way that I wanted it to, which is my fault because it's what I, it's not what I expected. It's good. It's just not what I expected. And I think that um, this movie shares more in common with like once upon a time in Hollywood than it does with like alien. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like this is not a sci-fi movie and I don't think you should count it as a sci-fi movie, even though it bills itself as like, it's literally horror mystery sci-fi on IMDb. I don't even think you can include the sci-fi other than, you know, on a surface level, I guess it's kind of sci-fi. There's aliens. I don't know. I thought it was like a, I really did think it was sci-fi. It it struck me as kind of like a, a Jaws, a Sky Jaws. For sure. It's Sky Jaws. (laughs) <laughs> which is what Alien was credited as being. But this is like a different kind of Sky Jaws. I agree with you that it lacks science fiction elements in the sense that there's no exposition. There's no, the the movie doesn't explain to you how the rules work. No. You're kind of mystified by the actual enemy, like the threat until the very end. You're like, mm-hmm. what is this? Um, it's very mystical. Really, really- you said mystical that's a great word for it it's paranormal it's uh supernatural it's but it's not really sci-fi if that makes sense that's the vibe i got anyway there's not a lot of science in this movie yeah things just kind of happen yeah but i do think sorry go ahead sorry um i was just gonna say like i agree with you that the characteristics we do find out about the monster are not explained at all so uh, yeah, okay, I see your point. You see my point? But I think that's just partially my own fault for going in here expecting something and having my expectations defied. But they were defied in, in a pretty good way. So I'm, I'm satisfied still. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway, that's my con. Uh, do we have any trivia? This film. Okay, there's a ton of really good trivia. Let's for fucking go. This movie. So first off, uh, the title of the movie Nope is actually an acronym. And what? On this, no way. <laughs> yes, yes. And on this little nugget of trivia, that. it says the title of Nope is an acronym as fans suspected. And I'm like, where? Like, I didn't see anybody talking no about No one called that. <laughs> That's cap. No one called that. No so cap. Um, so it is an acronym um, because people thought this because the title was always in caps. And okay. it actually is an acronym for not of planet Earth. Oh, okay. Um, I can see that. Jordan Peele said at CinemaCon earlier this year, um, the title speaks to the idea of the audience reacting to what they're thinking and feeling in the theater, which is like the most vague sentence I've ever read. Um, this is about the person who thinks they don't love the horror movie to show them that maybe they do. Yeah, it's very approachable. I would re- highly recommend this for people who are afraid of horror films. Very easy, like scary, yeah. but not really scary. Um, the role of OJ was written with Daniel Kaluuya in mind. Of course. Yeah, because he's a muse. Like he's been in yeah. all of Jordan Peele's movies. He right? is Jordan Peele's muse. Yeah, um, which is cool. Um, okay, so a lot of these are spoilers. So I don't want to read them. Um, well, we've got like a decent oh, I, amount of time left and I do want to talk about the spoilers though. So let's try and get as many trivias in and then we'll we'll jump to the, the we'll start with the spoilery trivias. Okay, something I do want to 
talk about is um okay in the beginning this isn't a spoiler in the beginning emeralds does an iconic kiki palmer does an iconic monologue where she is bringing like her horse because they're horse companies for like movies and tv shows sets yeah yeah so they bring a horse and she's like did you know that like the first movie ever was a two second clip of a black man riding on a horse like nobody knows who that black jockey is but actually he is my great 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 grandfather and then behind her otis is like great and she like she's like oh i kind of messed it up um and i saw this in a tiktok by the way um so this is kind of an Easter egg because later in the movie, you realize why she made the mistake, which is she's watching her dad's old tapes of when he used to give this monologue. And he says, my great, great, great grandfather, because it is his. Right. And so you realize that she's copying his thing, like word for word. Yeah, she's following a script. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Very cool. All right. Let's just jump into the spoilers already. There's too much to talk about. <laughs> if, okay. if you have not seen Nope at this point, go see Nope. Come back. The last ten minutes of this pod. Go see it. Go ahead, Anna. Spoilers? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the design of so the monster that they end up calling the monster Jean Jacket, which is hilarious, iconic, really cute. Um, the design of it, the weird design at the end when it kind of comes out of its shell, was based on a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And they like consulted with experts, which I thought was very cool. I don't know if it's directly inspired. Um, I actually chose it as the outro song this week. Uh, but there's an album by uh, John Tropea. It's like a funk album. Uh, and the album art is these, like it's a, it's a very famous group from the, the 70s, I think. And the cover art is this giant white jellyfish in the sky. I'm and I'm curious, that. like, did that have any influence on him? This is like a random connection I made after the fact. I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know a, 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 a funk album that has a giant white jellyfish. It's called John Tropea. The album is called uh, Tropea Short Trip to Space. Oh, you know what I mean? Wait, OK. Images. Ollie. Yeah, like, does this have anything to do with it? I don't know. Oh, I've been listening okay. to this album I'm putting, forever. Like, I'm gonna put this in the on the Instagram because everyone has to see this because this is this is too uncanny not to have influences. And movie. like, my idea was, oh, I was gonna put a, a outro song from this album as the, but now that I'm thinking about it, that might have some kind of, something to do with it. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, um, but that's. Wow, that is so uh, the, fucking cool. The jellyfish in the sky kind of is is part of what uh, kind of defied my expectations because it's just a jellyfish in the sky. We don't know what kind <laughs> of organism this is. We don't know where it came from. We don't even technically know if it's alien. Like it's just a UFO. It's a yeah. Like it could be from Earth, and we just didn't know it was there the whole time. It could be like, um, but anyway. So and you know Jordan yeah. Peele listens to jazz like 100%. for sure. Well, this is like funk. So he definitely like grew up listening to this or something. Like he definitely knows this album exists. He can't not. It's too obvious. Another link. trivia that has to do with spoilers is so the chimp Gordy who kills every like that is probably one of the scariest parts of this movie. Like the tension like was palpable. I was watching this shit through my fingers. That's based on a real event. Yeah. 
there was a chimpanzee um, that was bought by a couple in Connecticut and they would dress it up and make it eat dinner with them. And then it like savagely attacked their friend or something that came over. Her name was like Cheryl or something, but the chimp's name was Travis. And same thing happened. Like they literally called the police and they ended up sniping this poor monkey. Damn. Um, that's another thorn is that this monkey looked way too CGI, <laughs> which like, I don't even, you know, I don't expect them to have an actual monkey in the movie because that would be literally like, so, um, <laughs> that'd be so antithetical to be the, the idea of having that character in the film, but, um, it did look very CGI. But anyway, let's rate this on 10, shall we? Scariest... Or we could talk about the scare. What? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the scariest part of this movie, there's a lot of scary parts, but the shoe that stands up. Yes. Oh, okay. So that God. is the cinematographer. I watched a TikTok about this. Um, I want to credit who that is, but there's it's really hard to find that on IMDb. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he, uh, oh, fuck. let me just look it up. Two nope. hours later. <laughs> what I call this. Nope. Hoyt von Hoytema. Okay. Anyway, so it makes me think. Sorry, keep going. He does. He did Tenet. He did Dunkirk, and he's doing Oppenheimer, the new Christopher <gasps> Nolan movie. Oh fuck! I can't wait for that one. This guy is like a master of uh, surrealist fin- film, uh, surrealist cinema. He yeah. does stuff like that. That's very like a shoe standing up on its own. On its on its own is not very you know it's not overt like crazy supernatural or anything but the the tension and the the suspense that that causes you it's so uncanny it's so odd and bizarre to look at is bone chilling and it's such a cool and simple uh film technique that i yeah i 100 agree oh my god yeah no that there are so many aspects of this movie like that that are just that just like give you an itch in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to rewatch it now that I know what's happening to like look for those again because I'm sure we missed out on some. Well, if um, anyone in our audience hasn't watched it, Ollie and I would be happy to watch it with you. A hundred percent. And if you notice anything interesting that we didn't bring up in this episode, please DM us about it. Yes. Um, but Anna, do you want to rate it on ten? I really, really like this movie. There are a little parts there are a couple parts of the uh the log house that didn't fit there were a couple pieces in the jenga tower that didn't fit for me um so i'll give it like an like an 8.5 all right yeah where would you rank it how would you rank i've been asking this to everyone i've talked to about no how would you rank his three films so i haven't seen us oh Big mistake. I haven't seen it in a long time either. I can't really remember. It's, yeah. I need to rewatch it. Um, I heard it's... Okay, so I like this one better than Get Out just because I like the material. But, I mean, Get Out is a genius movie. I also don't think, though, that you should compare them necessarily. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just for fun. Oh, okay. So I rank this above Get Out and then Us. Okay. I'm, I'm going to watch soon. Interesting. All right. Um, what about you? I give this movie like a seven. Um, I'm going to go against you on this um, in that 
from get out to no uh, to us to nope the ideas that he's taught like the the what I was saying, like the, the subtext of this film is a lot less focused than it is. Get Out is very obvious and yeah. not, everything mm-hmm. is explained to you very evidently. You get what the movie's saying. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the message yeah. is clear. With us, it's slightly, it's still kind of pretty clear, but not as evident, I think, as Get Out. Get Out is like a simple horror film with a cool premise that tells you the message very overtly. This film, I think of all the, his films so far is the most ambitious, but as the mm, result, yeah. as a result is the most um, ambiguous, the most unfocused in terms of tying the, the, the narrative, the plot, the, the dialogue, the, the film part of this film from the message and from the, the, the subtext that he's trying to say. You have to do a lot more work in this film than you did in Get Out or Us to understand the themes that he's trying to discuss, the, the, the ideas he's trying to promote, and overall just the message of the film. And I think that as a result, it, 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 it suffers in some parts of this film. There's parts of this film that you... Even I'm sure after rewatching, you could be like, hmm, I don't really understand how this is relevant to the plot, but still yeah, a great film, yes. still really impressively shot, amazingly acted, uh, amazingly. The production acted. value That's is crazy. Novel. The production value is obviously crazy. Um, and yeah, it's, it's still a must watch, but I think it's the least focused of his films. But I kind of, I'm curious to see like, as he becomes more and more ambitious, like, can he somehow talk about you know, really complicated issues like he does in this film, but in ways that are so brilliantly intertwined and in the plot, I think that taking the, that widening, widening gap and kind of stitching it back together could be a really interesting career move for um, Jordan Peele going forward. So yeah, seven. Can you believe he went from doing key and Peele skits on YouTube to doing this? Yeah. I mean, it just tells you like how much of a fucking entertainer this guy is that he knows, like he understands comedy and humor as much as he understands like deep human uh, terror, terror and, and and fear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's nope. Go see it. Uh, And then let us know at Cinema Scum Podcast on Instagram. Um, Also, it helps that like there's nothing else really that good in the movie theater right now except for no. So really nothing. Um, so yeah, Anna, do you have any recs this week? Okay, so The Boys. I watched the first episode on Amazon Prime. I've been hearing great things. It is really good. I'm going to give it like a tentative rec because I've only watched the pilot. Yeah, but... come back with us on that one because I'm also curious. Like, is it really <laughs> as good as people are making it out to be? I think it's a good show. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you, rec? Saw a lot of movies last week. Quick wreck is The French Dispatch is on Disney Plus. <gasps> New West, Ooh. so good. So, so, so good. Uh, kind of lags towards the end, but the, the idea is cool and the acting is fantastic as you expect and the art and the direction and everything. It's, it's, a, it's another great Wes Anderson movie. So if you love Grand Budapest, it's a lot. It's very similar to that. Um, but my, my real wreck uh, <laughs> is Incantation, which I already recommended to Anna. Uh, it is a uh, Taiwanese horror film on Netflix. It's a Netflix film, but it's the highest grossing horror film 
in the history of like Taiwan, Taiwanese cinema. And it's a, it's got all the best things about horror. And it's also like trending on TikTok. Like, can you watch this movie? Because it's so scary. I honestly don't think it's that scary, but it's, it's like found footage. It's, oh, uh, there's a, a mother with an adopted daughter after she had a miscarriage trying to have mm. a daughter because she has a curse on her. And so it's her passing this curse down to her adopted daughter. And uh, in the same way that it, the best way to describe this is that it's like Blair Witch, except instead of New England witches, it's like Chinese mystic, like Buddhist curses. So it's like super foreign in terms of like the the like imagery, the symbolism, the like the way the the magic right works uh, in this unit in this film is is totally foreign to you uh, unless you're Taiwanese or Chinese. <laughs> um, but it's super, super cool. Uh, and it's really okay. scary. A lot of jump scares. Uh, it's also, it takes the found footage idea and kind of, uh, modernizes it because like, it's a hodgepodge of like handy cam okay. footage of her exploring the like, you know, cursed cult site. And then like, uh, like Facebook video of like, you know, her daughter at school. And like, there's a, like, they, mm. they, they use many different types of footage, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it's much more modern in that way. Like, cause we, the way we take videos on our phone is different from how we film on a camera and, you know, there's different like formats and different like, qu- like qualities based on like what camera you're using. So it's a really good film. I highly recommend it. If you can do a horror film, definitely not baby's first horror film. That's for sure. <laughs> baby's first horror. This is baby's. Nope. is baby's first horror film. This is a totally yes, it is. horror film. For you. I would show this to an infant. And yeah, they would same. like it. They would be like, wow, what a deep film. <laughs> It'd be like, wow, the the spectacle. The spectacle of it all. So yeah. Um, that's nope. Uh Anna, do you have any closing thoughts before we uh say goodbye? You should totally go watch this movie. If you're looking for like if you don't go to the movies a lot and you're like, oh, like I want to go to the movies, this is a great the movie. movie. This was the movie. Yeah. In the movies, sure. with the movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. go see it in theaters because like, I, I don't think the scale of a lot of this film will carry over to watching it on your TV. Oh, 100% go see it in the theater. Oh my God, because it's like, you're looking at pictures of the sky and it's so big on the big screen. Like it's really- oh, it's it's- awesome. I kind of wish I went to see it in IMAX. I might go rewatch it in IMAX. Do it. it wasn't it wasn't on IMAX uh, when I had to go see it. But yeah. Anyway, go see Nope. And then come to at Cinema Scum Podcast on Instagram. DM us your thoughts. Yes. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, we haven't had a guest in a while. We should do next week. We should try and coordinate a guest. Let's we have guests lined up, but we just haven't really had the time to coordinate. Obviously, we've been We're late. spending some quality time. It's the summer, man. I'm trying to be outside. Yeah, um, exactly. But if you want to be a guest, come with a movie idea. Because that saves us a lot of time. And then we can just pencil you right in. We can watch the film and we can talk about it. Um, But yeah, as always, at Cinema Scum Podcast on Instagram. uh, Cinema Scum Podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. We have an email idea. 20th week plug We will read your email on the the air if you have a really funny email. So try that. Um, But yeah, on that note, until next time. Bye, guys.
Thank you.